Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I want to talk about fatherhood. So the struggles, the joys, the things that dads specifically and uniquely have to worry about and think about. And I have a very special guest today, very special to me, my husband, Barrett. Um, and he's been working uh, with me at Connected Parenting for about 15 years. And I thought it would be great to bring him on and talk about all things having to do with dads. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hi, honey. Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. I'm glad to be here. Good. I'm really happy to have you. Okay, so I'm, I was thinking about this because there's a lot of talk about moms and what moms struggle with, and, and there's not as much information out there to support dads. So I wanted to maybe ask you first, like what, because you've been working with Connected Parenting for about, I think we just said 15 years, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and you're also really active in the village, which is a weekly uh, group where parents come and they ask parenting questions and they get support. And it's it's actually an amazing space and you're you're really active in there. So I'm thinking about the, the kinds of concerns and questions that maybe dads come to you with. And then as a dad, answering that, the, those questions. So what, what, do you, what do dads come to you with often? What are their concerns? I mean, dad, dads have an interesting perspective at times. <clears throat> often they're maybe a secondary uh, parent, and I, I don't mean that in, in, a, in a derogatory way. It just means that a lot of times the moms uh, are, are the front person. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes dads feel a little bit of a disconnect uh, from their kids that way. Um, and it can be hard for them when, you know, the kids run to the mom first when they're upset uh, or when it's, you know, bedtime and they want mommy. Um, it's not that in every family, but a lot of times that's what happens for dads. Yeah. Yeah. I see that too in my own, in my own practice. So how do you support dads? What do you say to dads? Cause that can be really hard. I mean, that comes up a lot, right? I want mommy. I don't want daddy. Um, what do you say to dads around that? Cause that, that can be hurtful. You know, it can be hurtful and it, and it kind of hits us in our center and it, it makes us feel, you know, not as important perhaps, or, or, or even sometimes not as loved. Um, and, and sometimes we respond in kind of a negative way um, or a way to like, you know, come on, I'm here. I, I've got you kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of a, an idea. And sometimes that can be more of a push away. It's kind of the opposite of our whole idea of mirroring. Um, and so in those occasions, you want to steer right into it. You want to you want to talk to them and say, hey, you know what? I know like mommy's awesome. She's so cuddly. She's such a great person. I miss her too. And that's going to pull them into you more uh, than trying to cheerlead them out of it. Right, right. I love that. And that works. And then you could, so the kid, the child and the dad can join together about how much they love mommy. And then I, I don't know about you, but I often find that the kids are okay, you know, I'll stay with you, daddy. And it, it just kind of shifts it very gently. I want to touch back on, on something you talked about before too, which is sometimes dads can feel like they're in the secondary position that mom spends more time with the kids or has all the routines organized. And what, what do you hear dads saying about that? And what, what can dads go through with that dynamic? Well, there's a couple of things uh, I find a lot of times uh, 
there's 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 a, a dual dynamic. A lot of times they think that it's more on the mom because she's with the kids more. I hear them saying, you know, well, she's with them all day. And so she really needs these strategies. Um, and then the flip side of that is sometimes when they get home from work, you know, they become the marshal, so to speak. Um, and, you know, the the moms have been perhaps with the kids more during the day and and the dad comes home and it's like, oh, my God, give me a break. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you be the hard parent, so to speak. Right. Um, and, it, and again, it, it, it creates a little bit more of a disconnect um, and it makes it harder for them to have that sort of super strong connection bond. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And that's, it's hard. And, and this can be true if, the, if it's the dad staying home and the mom's going to work. But that that transition of being at work all day, being tired, you know, your head's in all the stuff that's happened that day. You walk in the door and it's like, you deal with them. This and this and this happened. Or the kids come running up and, Daddy, you won't believe this. He did this. She did this. And you're sort of bombarded with all of this stuff the second you open the door. Do you have any tips for dads in particular about how to manage that? You know, I think it's a, it's a partnership is the biggest key. And I think I think it's... A, Dads, dads need to be a big part of their kid's life and they need to be part of, you know, doctor's appointments. They need to be, you know, there for, for kids when they're down, when they're up um, and, and finding some special time with them can really make a difference that way as well. Um, rather than just being stuck into this role where you're reacting to the kids when you come home, think ahead, plan ahead, you know, work together as partners as who's, who's sort of running the night, who's, who's taking care of, you know, bedtime, how's that going to go? Um, if you put a little structure into that and share some of the responsibilities, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And just having like some organization around it. And I think too, and this is true for, you know, busy parents in general, but I think it's also a good idea to kind of take a little transition time before you come in the house, right? Like, I don't know, sit in the car for an extra 10 minutes, drive around the block, go to Starbucks, answer your emails in the car, do something so that when you come in the door, you're on. Because often kids are really excited to see dad, dad's home. Ah, and they're like all over the dad when he's just trying to like, wait a second, I haven't even put my, taken my coat off yet kind of thing. That's and, a really good point. That's a really good, yeah. yeah, yeah you can get yourself prepared sometimes. I mean, yeah. a lot of dads are, or like, we keep saying this as dads, but you know, whoever's coming home from work, um, you know, a lot of times they're just as excited to see the kids too. But yeah, thinking about that first entry point is really important too. And, and, and sometimes we feel we have these things that we need to get out of the way before we kind of get settled. But, mm -hmm. but kids don't think that way, especially no. the little ones. And so, you know, getting down on your knees and doing a little wrestle, a little snuggle, um, you know, for just five minutes, just two minutes as you come in the door can really set a great tone instead of, oh, hold on, hold on, let me get my coat off kind of thing. Right, so, right. So that's a really important transition piece when you, yeah. when you come in as well. I love that. I love, and I love what you just said a second ago that dads come home and they're excited to see their kids. And when you get that barrage of, you won't believe it. And this is what we've been dealing with today. There's some just, I would imagine there's some kind of letdown and disappointment there. Like, oh, here we go. I've been home two minutes and it's all starting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it can be with some of our big feeling kids, it can be, you know, a long day uh, if they're pushing and pushing. And so, you know, if you sort of get all that dumped on you, it, again, it makes it hard to be positive and to find those positive connection spaces. Um, and I think that's a really important part for dads, you know, because one of the things, you know, looking back that I could, you know, perhaps change uh, with the way that I was a father is that I was often goal oriented and I, I was often looking for, you know, 
you need to achieve this and you need to do this and I'm going to instruct you and I'm going to correct you and I'm going to, you know, guide you. And, and, and really, really that, that doesn't tend to work very well. Um, it's much better to be supportive and part of things and connecting and, and loving uh, snuggle time, cuddle time, special time. Of course, you're going to set the limits. Of course, you're going to, you know, have them be consistent with their behavior and you're going to be that frontal lobe, um, but really trying to do it together as a partnership um, and, and being soft and being vulnerable um, and, and finding those times. Yeah, I love that. Being soft and vulnerable. And that's, that's not always, that's not easy sometimes. I mean, it's not easy for any of us, but I know a lot of dads that I work with try to do that too and really struggle with that a little bit. Um, and it, it's interesting because I find, you know, I talk a lot about, and we have this conversation a lot too with our clients, but also it can happen in, in our dynamic that, you know, one parent tends to be the softer one or the, the one sort of looking at what's going on underneath the behavior, what's really happening. And the other parent is more like, you know, we've got to do something. We've got to have an answer that the goal stuff you were talking about. Mm -hmm. and the, yeah. truth is the, the, the place where that, that intersects, the place in the middle is that both parents love the kids dearly. You know, it's often coming from a place of fear on both sides that they want the child to be successful. And one of the key things is, as you keep saying, to work together so that you can have a conversation instead of a conflict and that each person is bringing something really important to the dynamic. And, and kids are funny because they will split. They know exactly how to do it. They know exactly how to get mom and dad fighting with each other. So the spotlight is off them. And yeah. now mom and dad are arguing and they're like sneaking out the back door and it's like, whew, now it's not about me anymore. And they, uh, also, they also pick up really quickly who to ask for what. Um, yeah. even going back to, to my childhood, I remember that I would always ask my mom if I wanted a treat. Um, and I would always ask my dad if I wanted to do, you know, something a little bit more dangerous. Right. Um, and because he's likely to say yes to that and no yeah. to the treat. Yeah, it's really interesting. And this, I mean, this is very general, but often moms tend to, you know, the, their primary thing that they worry about is safety and security. You know, worrying that the kids are going to fall or they're going to hurt themselves or it's dangerous. And, and of course, you're their frontal lobe. You have to make sure they're safe. And, and a lot of dads are more interested in the kids' taking chances and exploring and pushing themselves and accomplishing things and getting ready for the world. Not, and it's not that the other parent doesn't want that for the other. It's just independence and um, autonomy are things that dads often really want for their kids. And so sometimes those two, two things for conflict and that's sort of perfect the way you'd ask your mom for anything like a treat. And then your dad was like, hey, can I do this? And he'd say, yes. So, I mean, the real thing is, is how do we help dads be the fullest expression of who they are? Do you have, so how do you, when you explain the calm technique to dads and you're explaining the importance of compassion and empathy, do you do that in a specific way for dads or are there often questions that they have about it? Um, on the surface, I don't think so. I think, I think dads get it. I think, and this is, you know, not always dads, but but the, the parent that comes from the perspective of, of, of the rules will often have that question about, well, if I just give in and, and, and you know, agree with them, then they're getting away with everything. And so that's sometimes the part that they miss about the mirroring. You know, that piece that I know that you've talked about this a lot that, and, and I bring it up a lot with, with my clients as well. It's not that you're gonna be permissive. It's not that you're gonna give in or, or let them get, a, get away with something is the way some people think about it. But, but you're just making sure that your, your little one understands, you know, 
that you get where they're coming from first. And that's what soothes, soothes their limbic system, helps them to be able to then listen. And then you can shift to your agenda. Then you can shift to, well, here's the thing, you know, um, I know that your little sister was bugging you and taking your taking the toy, but but we also know that hitting is not the way that we solve the problem. So that kind of a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I can't, I don't remember where this study was, but I remember reading it a few years ago that I think it's only 9% of kids will actually go to their dads for emotional support. They'll go to their dads often when they want a solution to something. Um, but when they just want to vent, when they just want to express how they're feeling, they don't often go to their dads. And I mean, there's lots of complex reasons for that. I, I often think about how hard it is um, for boys. And certainly this is probably more true, you know, 20 years ago. Um, they get a lot of messages of, you know, toughen up and you know, don't be a baby and go for it. And, you know, they, there's a lot of subliminal messages all around in, in, in many, many ways to boys that, that showing emotion and being soft is, is a sign of weakness. And I think it's so important when you're raising boys to be thinking about that and also softer dads and more connected dads really teach their boys how to be the same. Um, do you have any advice for dads around, you know, working on some of the things that they can be doing so their so their kids do come to them for support? I th- yeah, no, I think it's tough. I think they have to kind of get in there a little bit, so to speak. It's it's like a double edged sword. It's like because they're you know, not the first ones that kids go to, it's easy to let them go to mom and kind of sit back. And even when you talk about the village, you know, the vast majority of our participants are moms. Um, And the dads that we do have are amazing. And and I like that they're there and they bring their own perspective. So you you kind of got to be out there and and put yourself out there and, and be more soft and find some cuddle time and find some you know butterfly kisses and mm-hmm. um and be a good listener you know when they're sad or when they're upset you don't have to fix it you just have to be there and listen um and and let them know that you've you got them and you understand them and 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 taking the risk to kind of get in there like i said it's easy when you're when you're not the primary to let someone else take care of it and so you kind of have to actively take that step to make it a little bit more about mm-hmm. oh, daddy's someone that can do this too Right, right. I love that. And it's interesting. I, I often talk about something that I call the father effect. So when I have parents spending extra time with sort of the butterfly kisses and the, the baby play, that sort of limbic bonding that I so often talk about, when the dads do it, I swear it's supercharged. Like when kids actually have a deep, loving conversation with their dad and they walk away going, wow, I felt really heard. I felt really loved. I, I really felt that energy that, you know, daddy was listening to me and really present it just seems to have this incredible effect and it's so meaningful to the kids and when when I talk to my kids that I work with one-on-one and they tell me about these conversations that they have with their fathers you can just see how how meaningful it is to them absolutely because dads are super important you know and Mm -hmm. you know in retrospect um looking back you know I, I tried to do a lot of that but I think I could have done a lot more and I think I think that the biggest thing, two biggest things to remember about, about parenting, when you're in the middle of it, it seems, you know, when you're playing, you know, dolls with your little one, uh, and it seems like it takes, you when know, it's a it's year for half an hour to go by kind of thing. But, yeah. but now looking back, those years are so short, um, and, and enjoy that opportunity 
um, when you have it and try to focus on how amazing it is in the moment. And that will help you stay grounded and help you stay in that connection instead of trying to look at your phone kind of thing um, where yeah. you're getting really bored. And the second part is, you know, the big perspective of, yeah, there's bumps, there's challenges, there's, there's, you know, for some of our little gladiators, there's lots of bumps and challenges, but in the end, they all come through it and, and having that perspective and, and not feeling like you have to fix everything and you have to have it all fixed today takes a lot yeah. of pressure off you and lets you be more vulnerable and lets you be more accessible. Yeah, that's good, really good advice. And it's a, it's a process, right? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a growing, it's, it, nothing has to be fixed right away. So I love that. I love that advice. I have one more quick topic that I just want to touch on and then we'll wrap it up for everyone, but often um, play, right? What dads are really good at, and, and some moms are good at this too, but like the rough housing, right? The tickling, the wrestling, that kind of stuff. And, and you and I talk about this all the time that, it, that, that really releases adrenaline into your kids' bloodstreams. And often kids are looking for adrenaline to regulate, which is why they'll often push back and, you know, make poor choices, you know, like, why are they doing this again? It's, or they're looking for that reaction from us. And I don't remember if, if you remember Olivia saying this when she was about seven, she said to me, mommy, you know, I really love the feeling just before I get in trouble, right? Yeah, she yeah, was absolutely. describing adrenaline perfectly, right? So mm -hmm. one of the ways that um, parents in general can actually help is to actually play these crazy adrenaline games like the tickle monster and you know all of that stuff. Now, sometimes kids can get a bit wild doing that, but I want, I really, I want to hear your perspective on this, but I, I think it's so important for parents to understand that's medicine. Like not only are you connecting and you're having fun, but they're, they're getting a jolt of adrenaline, which actually stimulates the frontal lobe and can actually calm them down. And in many ways mitigate tantrums and other behaviors. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, I think if, if dads are feeling, you know, outside a little bit and, and having some of those issues, that's a, that's a perfect entry point. And a lot of dads are really good at that. You know, I was always really good at that. Yeah, you were the wrestler. I would leave the house. Case and wrestling and, <laughs> you know, I can handle or they're screaming and yelling and in, a, in a good way and in a, in a super yeah. positive way. Um, you know, speaking of Olivia, even with our lie downs, we used to have like uh nice, nice Mr. Hand and mean Mr. Hand. And we do some little, <laughs> like tickling and grabbing and things um but then but then it's often amazing when you go to the soft side um and it's kind of a joke in our house that everyone has musical talent um all of all of the kids you're amazing uh, except for me um and so <laughs> and so after me and mr hand and nice mr hand would come out you know then i would i would sing some some songs some lullabies um, um, and just yesterday I was saying that, you know, Elton John has a concert tour and I used to sing some Elton John songs <laughs> and Olivia, who's an amazing, uh, singer, um, yeah. she still remembers that uh, and yeah. it was totally, you know, tone deaf and, and out of key. Um, but yeah. she remembers that as a really memorable fond spot in our, in yeah. our uh, connection. Piece. So, so, yeah. so taking those risks, I mean, kids don't care, take those risks and be soft and be yeah. That's where the beauty is. It's funny. She was telling me about that the other day. I used to sing and it was always off key, but you tried your best. And she she literally got tears in her eyes when she was telling me how much she remembered that. So I love that. Like, just take that risk and put yourself out there. Fatherhood is so important. Kids love their dads. They need their dads. It, it's You're never going to do it perfectly. Every day is a day where you can try again. 
Um, you know, it is always an opportunity to repair and do better. And so I'm, the, some of the main takeaways are have some organization around who's doing what. Take some time before you come in the house to kind of get your dad hat on um, and take risks and get in there and connect with your kids. So thank you, honey. I'm really happy that you joined us today. And I think it's a really important to ha have you as a dad talk about it. And with Father's Day coming up, I thought this was a, a pretty important topic. Absolutely. It's been amazing to finally get a chance to, to get on here with you. And I mean, we okay. have such a wonderful partnership, um, which I'm super proud of. And it, it but it's taken work. We, we, it takes sure. work to, to work together. And, and I think it's one of our biggest achievements. And so it's cool. been great to be here. And uh, I just love to be part of Connected Parents. I love it. I love that you are too. And it's funny because we actually met at work, right? We right. met at 35, 34 years ago. It'll be our 32nd wedding anniversary. We met at that group home for street kids. And I always tell the story because, you know, I was connecting with the kids and doing their bedtimes and you know, these sort of tough street kids who were really scary were so honestly easy to manage because they had this connection and there was one other staff doing the exact same thing. And that was you. Yeah. And I think we did it sort of uh, innately um, yep. back then, but I mean, obviously all through, you know, my career as an educator. Um, the connection piece is huge yeah. uh, in, in, in helping kids to be their best selves, um, especially the tough ones. Um, when you have that connection piece and, and, you, and, and they know who you are and they know that, you, that you're there for them, um, it changes everything. Yeah, and they, they need it the most. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely have you back. I, I love this conversation and I love that it's, you know, we're really sort of bringing fatherhood to the forefront. Um, and if people want to know more, we've got our online courses, you know, there's an online course where it's on demand, it doesn't run out, you keep it for life, um, where I'm sort of delivering all of the kind of deeper dive into connected parenting. There's also a version where I interact with people in a monthly coaching call and also in a closed Facebook group. We've got the village that Barrett talked about. It's an amazing, incredible place. We'd love to see more dads in there. That would be amazing. And I was actually thinking about maybe doing a dad one. So that's maybe we'll have a conversation about just with fathers, a place where fathers can can talk and and connect with one another and support one another. Um, and the, then the village is a, is the easiest um, way to get like personal uh, questions answered, um, being able to interact, you know, with with a community of people yeah. that share concerns. Um, it's it's really it's really amazing to hear. Yeah. It's a very story. special place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Thanks so much, honey. All right, Connected Parenting Parents, I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.